Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Quote from Dallas Willard When Satan undertook to draw Eve away from God, he didn't hit her with a stick, but with an idea. It was an idea that God couldn't be trusted, and that she must act on her own to serve her own well-being. Good day, zookeepers, and welcome back to the Fiendster Zoo. Thanks for coming back to join me for another episode. I know there are thousands, literally thousands of other podcast options, so I appreciate you taking your time to spend with me. And if you like what I do, please take some of that time to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, please share this with your friends, family, whoever. It would be so appreciated to get the Feenster Zoo into more ears. And hey, if you really like what I do and you want to support the show directly, head on over to buymeacoffee.com. And it's a one-time donation to support the show directly. Everything from there goes 100% right back into the show, upgrading gear, software, anything that the show needs to get any better. Okay, enough housekeeping. Today I have good news for you. Guess what? You can't do everything. You have 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, 52 weeks in a year, just like everyone everyone else on earth. And what, maybe 80 years, maybe 90 years on this earth if we're lucky? This world has more things to do, to offer, to see than we could ever experience. I mean, Netflix alone has about 36,000 hours of video. That's about 1,500 days of things to watch just on Netflix. And guess what? It's growing every day. You think that's insane? YouTube has approximately 30,000 hours of video uploaded every day hour an approximation of this uh, uh, of this volume on june 1st of this year youtube ha- estimated to have about 80,000 years of content in its servers in this respect alone there is no way one person could ever watch it all like not even close and this is just two spots of video content alone. Not to mention, Apple Podcasts estimated to have 900,000 currently active podcasts on its servers. Just Apple servers. Look, there's, what, 195 countries in the world, each with their own things to do and to see, their own beauties, their own draws, their own animals to see, their own landscapes to enjoy. 
And a lot of people think to be fulfilled in this world, you need to see, touch, do, experience it all. There's just no way. Look, I truly believe that even in Canada alone, it isn't possible to see it all, to do it all, to touch it all. And okay, Canada is a massive country. But still, it's just one of almost 200 countries. And I don't think I could experience all Canada has to offer in five lifetimes. Let's break this down to a daily need. Okay, we have 24 hours. And you need, as an adult, roughly seven hours of sleep a night. And let's ballpark eight hours of work a day. That will leave you with about nine unclaimed hours in one day. And we haven't even factored in food, commuting to and from work, or getting groceries. That's insane. We have nine, roughly nine hours to claim as our own, or to pretend to claim as our own. That's kind of what I want to focus on, that nine-hour span. I want to focus on that. And let's not mistake what I want this to do or to say. I'm not saying that we should pack out these nine hours so that every minute of every day of our calendar is filled to the breaking point. Now, see, Jeff Bethke in his book, To Hell With The Hustle, trust me, read this book, he said this, Don't buy into the lie that a full schedule means productivity or holiness or achievement. No, I want you to look at those nine hours that we have and plot a peaceful, successful, and faithful life with your family, with your husband or wife, your children, your community. See, they all need your attention too. They need your peace. They need your love. They need your attention. Later in that same book, Jeff Bethke says this. What if we can't be anything that we want to be? What if the goal isn't to hustle, but to be faithful? What if the magic of life is found in the mundane, and it comes when we are faithful? Think about this, guys. Not all of us get to attain our dream jobs or our dream lives. Now, that's a tough reality. But guess what? It's not just okay. It's good. See, all of us, we can't have it all. I'll never be a multimillionaire who podcasts for fun and builds motorcycles and bicycles on the side. I won't be the guy who gets to travel the world with my family many times a year. That's not reality. It's just not. What if the magic of life is found in the faithful and the thankful mundane? Take your nine hours to be thankful for what you have, not searching for what you don't. It's reality check here. Guys, I'm a 30, almost 31-year-old podcaster and travel agent. 
I am husband to my best friend of eight years. I'm a father of two beautiful girls. That's enough. That is enough to be thankful. Guys, when you shift your focus and your priorities, it's freeing. I'm thankful and grateful for my life. My family is happy and healthy. My bills are paid, and I have just a couple bucks left over before next payday. Looking at that life this way, instead of pining for that life of multi-millions that I may or may never have, probably never, it's enough. This is the magic in the mundane, guys. Shift your focus. You have nine hours. You have nine hours today to do what you want. Now, are you going to waste it grinding away at your second, third, fourth jobs trying to get a couple extra bucks? Or more likely, are you scrolling away on social media? Or are you going to use it to pour into your spouse and family? Use it to better yourself, master a new skill, read that book that's been on your shelf for a couple years. Look, I'm not saying turn off and just do nothing because I've worked hard today and I just want to binge some new shows or watch all the movies in the MCU. Now look, I've got no problem with taking some personal time to decompress, to just turn off. That's good. That's healthy. Please do that. I'm just saying don't waste those nine hours. You've got... Look at... Nine hours a day. What's that? 63 hours in a week. Use it wisely. Let me shift gears here a little bit. Instead of time, think of it as attention. You can only focus on one thing at a time. Multitasking is truly a myth. It's just doing multiple things poorly. Anyway, that's a topic for a different day. What do you as an adult want to focus on outside of work. How is your relationship with your partner? Do you need to turn off all your technology, play a game with them, maybe have a serious conversation with them? Do you need to focus on you? Do you need to read, work out, practice guitar, build the Death Star out of Lego? Or when is the last time you played with your kids? Like, really played with them. Always remember this, that where you pay your attention, that's who you'll become. If you focus on nothing but work, guess what? That's workaholism. You are a workaholic. Sure, you may get a promotion, but what's it cost? It's a hard pill to swallow that at the end at the end of everything we'll answer for what we do. It goes like this um John Mark Homer says life is no more than the sum of what you give your attention to. If you give all your attention to work you'll become successful at work by your employer's standards probably. 
but that's where you'll find your identity. You'll get the promotion, but you may also get a divorce. Because, you see, we all have limitations. You can't do it all, and neither can I. Look, we're not Luke Skywalker. We can only be at one place at a time. We don't have Naruto's shadow clones or God's omnipresence. We all have limitations as people, and this is a good thing. And yes, if we focus on them, especially if we focus on them in the wrong way, they'll become points of anxiety and depression and will likely fall into envy and jealousy and a whole slew of other things that we just don't need in our lives. But can you do me a favor for the next few minutes? Keep an open mind. I want to run down a short list of human limitations, ones that literally everyone shares. And let me try to sway you to my side of this argument, that these things that limit us can be good. All right, here we go. Number one, our bodies. Like I said, one place at one time. And we can't really handle more than that anyway. Our minds in one body are already stretched too thin. Imagine if we had two or five. Which rolls into point number two, our minds. Guys, we simply can't know it all. And although we can work hard, we can study, we can flex our brain muscle, and we can expand our understanding. We simply can't know everything, though. There's just too much out there. And also, some people are naturally gifted with a higher IQ. Their potential from the start is simply higher. And I recognize that many people I look up to are in a far different league of play than I could ever ever compete in. This high IQ can be a significant limitation on both sides of the spectrum. Number three, our giftings. Similar to the last point, some people are naturally gifted in many aspects of life, and in many ways, I am not. We spend so much time in comparison to each other And we let it eat away at our personal joy. And whatever your thing is, is it parenting, painting, music, origami, sports, whatever it happens to be, there is likely, almost indefinitely, someone better at it than I am, or than you are. It took me a long time to shift my focus to this one, to to realize that someone else's success is not my failure. I'm good at many things, but I'm not the best. But because someone is better at basketball than I am, it doesn't mean that I'm not good. It just means they're better. Number four, our personalities and emotional wiring. You see, I'm naturally, I'm an introvert. I love people. I really do love people, but I can only handle a few people at a time and in very small doses. I function well, I function fine in public, but when I get home, I hide in my lazy boy or in my bed. 
and I have to recharge my battery. Now, many other people can connect better than I can with many people, and they can also hold many relationships at the same time. And I often wish that I was like that, but I'm not. Number five, our families of origin. None of us really get to start with a blank slate. Some people start with a leg up on this competition, and others play with their hands tied behind their backs. You see, we may start out life with a parental wound, nominal or a non-existent faith in our parents, or start life from generations of poverty. See, our families set limits on us before we're even born. Number six, socioeconomic origins. See, in North America, opportunity really does abound here. Some people are born with more opportunity than others. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Some people start the game of life from third base just trying to run home and win. Other people, as they start out in the parking lot, they don't even know they're playing the game yet. But don't forget, no matter where you start in this hierarchy of life, no matter where you started, there's always someone above you. Number seven, education and career. You see, if you, if you dropped out of high school, your options in life are going to be limited. Conversely, if you have a PhD from Harvard, you may be also limited by that. Much different way, but it's true. See, your career may be low-paying or hard on your body or mentally taxing. Or you could be so successful at your work that you have to work insane hours just to sustain what you do. Both sides of this coin are a limitation. Number eight, your season of life. You may be in college, or you may be a parent to young children, or you may be caring for aging or dying parents. In some seasons, we have very little time to give away. See, when we're young, and especially when we're single, we have... Almost no money, but we have an abundance of time. And we, as we age, as we get older, the inverse is true. You see, as we get older, the limitations we choose for ourselves define our lives. Our hobbies, work, families, vacations we want to take, these are all limitations. See, they all take dedication, time, attention, and energy. All these things that we have a finite amount of resource for number nine in our 80 years or so of life if we're so lucky to get that much time that's a limitation you see we're not even promised that 80 years time is fleeting and we don't know how much of it we have all we know is we feel like we don't have enough and number 10 God's call on our lives. See, we're all called to different things. We have different desires placed on our hearts, all of which to fulfill different needs in God's kingdom. But we are we are all called differently. God didn't want to have a cookie-cutter mold. See, 
I'm different from you. I'm different from Shalane. I spent eight years of my life married to her, but we're very different people still. The callings that God has put on us make us different. They limit us differently. Even the original 12 disciples were called differently. They all had different giftings. They all had different desires. They're different people. See, this is just a small sampling or a bite-sized piece of the puzzle. To, but I wanted to show these these specific points with you, and thank you to John Mark Comer. Um, these, this list actually came from one of his books. I wanted to share this list because it shows that our limitations are more than just the time of day. They're emotional, social, economic, multi-generational, they're temporal. They're, there's so many limitations that we have on our lives a lot of which we choose, some of which we don't. But I wanted to share this with you because they suggest that they're not something to fight or just complain about. Our limitations, they're something to accept, something to embrace. Once we understand what our limitations are, we can find our potential in that, in that limit. See, um, this guy, Peter Scazzaro, he once said that we find God's will for our lives in our limitations. And that's what I'm trying to say here. Limitations are not all bad. They're where we find our purpose. We simply can't do it all. We can't. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And I want you to know that I want you to know what you can and can't do so that we can live deliberately and live into and up to that potential. And for some of us, I hope I'm one of them, we can even exceed that potential. I want us to live intentionally, to make each choice each day to do, to do it a little better, to be a little better than I was yesterday, to make the right choices, to put my attention into the right things so that my family, my girls have a better life than I had. And not that I had a bad life. I grew up fine. But I want my girls to have a little bit better than me. I want my family to know what it is to love, to truly, deeply love each other. I want them to know what God's love is in their life. I want them to be able to show that love to other people. I want to do life intentionally. I don't want to blink and 30 years down the road, I don't know how I ended up there. To do life deliberately. That's what I want. And guys, that's where I'm going to leave this episode. Next episode, we're going to continue this talk. 
We're going to put a different spin on it. But for this week, know that I love you guys. I appreciate you giving me some of your attention. And I want you to do this life on purpose. And if you can, take a little bit more time, rate the show, share it on social media. If you really want to support me, which I would really appreciate, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the Zoo and leave me a one-time donation. Like I said at the open of the show, that goes 100% right back into the podcast, upgrading the equipment I have so that I can make this show better for you. For now, guys, I love you. God bless.